is Thursday, November 16th. I'm Scott Seidenberg. And I'm A.J. Hoffman. Thursday Night Football kicks off week 11 in the NFL. And we're going to be without Draymond for a little while. Here comes the Vegas Troop. This is Straight out of Vegas. We are straight out of Vegas AM, your daily destination for sports conversation with a Vegas lean. Here's what you need to know to start your day. An AFC North battle to kick off week 11 of the NFL. Blake Snell and Garrett Cole, your Cy Young Award winners. And Draymond gets a five-game suspension. What is the Vegas lead? Thursday Night Football kicking off week 11 of the NFL season tonight. And here to help us talk about the Bengals and the Ravens, the only two-time winner of the Super Contest and a current top three standing in Circa Millions, Mr. Steve Fezzik. Let's go. And there's no chance I'll be using this game. We'll never say never. Because the problem with submitting a Thursday night game is you have to submit your other four picks early with imperfect and incomplete information about the other games. But that's different than Circa um, Survivor. Like in Survivor pools, people do submit Thursday games. Exactly right. Because you may know more about that game than you feel you and you look at all the rest of the games. And if you don't really have a one you want to play and you definitely want to play that Thursday game, it makes sense. Go ahead and go for it. Nothing it, wrong. Is Thanksgiving its own? I know it's its own weekend survivor. It's not its own weekend millions, right? There's no. It is not. Yeah. yeah. So, so the reason that Survivor doesn't have 18 weeks but 20 weeks is that they got so many entries mm-hmm. that it just works out. You can assume in Survivor that they're going to eliminate pretty much half the people every two weeks. All right. That's just the way it works out. So if you have 10, if, if you have 20 weeks, that's like 10. You know, cuts in half, meaning if you had a thousand people, you would have a, a singleton singleton winner if you had 20 weeks. But if you have like 10,000 people, you're still going to have 10 winners. Mm-hmm. So by by inserting those two weeks and they're the most difficult weeks now, instead of having, you know, um, you know, 20 winners, you're much more likely to come out with like only six or seven, which just um, I think ideally Derek Stevens would like everyone to be alive with three weeks to go and there'd be and there'd be only one winner. Yeah. So you could say that's the biggest winner in the history of Nevada. Yes. Well, here we have a division game, Bengals-Ravens Thursday night. What's your take on all the unders that we've seen in these primetime games? 25-7 and seven now, primetime unders this year. You know, it's kind of snuck up on me, but it seems like the latest ones have kind of been getting there more through um, happenstance and the like, like missed extra points and things. Like you, um, you, like you look at that Bills game, you know, where it was – it easily, I guess, 47 – would have technically been an under because it closed 47 half. Yeah. You know, went down a, a, as low as 47. But I got to tell you, like, it used to be Thursday unders made sense because short prep time, you know, teams sometimes a little more conservative. But we, the, the book used to be, I remember, I'm old enough that Sunday night and Monday night, you know, especially Monday night games were higher scoring. I remember I'd always get rogue numbers on the Monday night game and it would close like 38 and I would get like a 40. And I'd lose consistently because everyone wanted to make the big play. Defenses wanted to jump routes. Kick returners wanted to return balls they normally would fair catch. And uh, that's, you know, sometimes you just shake your head and you look at it and you say, wow, the whole world has changed mm-hmm. with, 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 with all these unders. And I'm really not sure why. But with it being a divisional matchup, does that, or does that push you towards an under? Always, because I think the teams know each other better. And especially a quirky offense like Baltimore 
we've seen Baltimore's offense just clicks against the NFC teams that uh, are unfamiliar with it. We saw them, you know, you blink and they're, they're scoring 28 points against Detroit and against Seattle. Um, Bengals certainly should be in a better position to be able to slow it down. Um, I thought 46 was a little bit high considering the Bengals just played Houston. Mm-hmm. That total was 46 and a half. And Houston's a dead nut over team. They got yep. no defense and a good offense. Well, Baltimore has a, a very good defense and a good offense. So from that perspective, 46 looks to be, you know, a little bit high. Well, I mean, is the Raven, do you think the Ravens offense is better than the Texans offense? About the same. Oh, okay. Eh. What do you think? I, I think the Ravens offense is a little better. I, I mean, I, I get the love for, mm. for Stroud, but I, I, I feel like the Ravens are still a, a better offense. I accept and, that. Absolutely. But the, the defensive on the defensive side, I don't think it's enough to make up for how much of a better defense Baltimore is, mm-hmm. but I, to me, the, I, I, this was the first week I was concerned about Cincinnati in a while. It felt like after the Titans game, it, it seems like they they changed. They it looked like we suddenly got a healthy Joe Burrow again, uh, particularly after the bye. What they did to San Francisco, uh, then Buffalo, like they, they were rolling. It just, it felt like they just kind of laid an egg in that Texans game, and they they were almost able to get back in it late and and pull off you know, the miracle, but it just, it just felt like they got outplayed by the Texans, which shouldn't happen, right? Well, they did, they did get outplayed by the Texans who put up 500 yards on them. And frankly, at the very end of that game, the Bengals were down 10 and the Texans had the ball like third and four and they picked that up and they just win by 10 styling and then strap through a ultra rare interception that almost was turned into in a, a pick six. In a situation he shouldn't have even thrown the ball, period. Right, right. You know, it's just, just experience. And just let them back in the game. Yeah, so, you know, my gut says Baltimore mm-hmm. here. I mean, Baltimore has had like an 80% chance to win every game in the fourth quarter this year. They could be 10-0. and to gave away the game against Cleveland. But my gut also says you don't bet against Joe Burrow when he's an underdog, especially when he's getting, you know, a field goal plus, because all he does is show up in these big games. Which yeah. team do you trust more after both of them had ridiculous losses last week? I trust Cincy in big games, and I trust Baltimore to beat up on bad teams more. I feel like I trust Baltimore more to, to regroup after a loss like that. Mm, not in a big game. I, I want Baltimore as a, in a bully role to beat that to just pound you know some hapless team. Yeah, both. Like I look back at the the first game, and, and it's I guess it's hard to take anything from that first game because yeah. Baltimore like it was week two. Baltimore was still in the middle of installing a new offense. Lamar clearly wasn't comfortable in yet, and we know Joe, Joe Burrow, Burrow was nowhere near himself. Yeah, he was obviously very limited. I mean, I don't. These teams are totally different at this point, so I don't know how much you can even take away from that matchup. But for some reason, the the Cincinnati loss to the the Texans sits worse with me than the Baltimore loss to the Browns. Because I'll be honest, I I still don't fully understand how the Browns won that game. It felt like the Ravens were in control the whole time, and I don't want to say it was a fluke that they that they lost because I mean it was a they they scored you know what 17 unanswered you can't let that happen mm-hmm. but it seems like more often than not that's not the way the game Ravens games end up going uh so I I, I don't know it was, it was much less alarming to me than the the Bengals game where they just got pushed around yeah and, and, and ultimately you know I mean Baltimore was laying 17 in the first half you know they were just cruising along and they they hiccuped you know and then and, and then the bad turnover at the end of the game well, I mean, I guess the the question is, 
did, did what we see of the Bengals last week, was it, it – or I said last week, Joe Burrow's back. The Bengals' offense is back. Mm-hmm. Do we still think that's true after the Texans game? Yes. Because, remember, if, yeah. if, if C.J. Stroud doesn't throw that pick, the Bengals score 17 points against the Texans. Okay, that's fair. And we're like, what the hell? How's it, how do you score 17 points at home against the freaking Texans? So that worries me about the Bengals as well. Yeah, they, but if he doesn't throw the pick and they don't convert the third down, the Bengals are going to get a score, and the Bengals are going to lose by three. They're going to score 20 or 24. So, I, I mean, it's not like they got shut – excuse me, shut down. They had a bad first half after their opening drive touchdown. No, no question about that. The Bengals, uh, excuse me, the Ravens, what we know about them is that they have a lot of trouble holding on to leads. Um, they're great early. It's kind of like uh, what we talked about last night during the Dream Pod about the Chargers, how good they do in the first half and how yep. poorly they do in the second half. Ravens, 8-0-2 in the first quarter money line. They're winning the first quarters, and then they are blowing leads in but the we fourth gotta... quarter, 9-19 and over the last two seasons. But we got to be careful because the only team in the NFL that sometimes takes the ball when they win the coin toss, it's the Bengals. Mm-hmm. And so because of that, I cannot back Baltimore um, because it's a biased coin. I, I actually think this is the rare case where if you can wait until the after the coin toss, which, is 50, which isn't 50-50, but it will, the odds will adjust depending upon who gets the ball, and then you could bet the first half and you could bet on Baltimore live. When's the last time the Bengals took the ball? Oh, it was like two games ago. Oh, really? Yeah, it was really recent. The Bills took the ball uh, against the Broncos and then promptly fumbled on the first play. (laughs) They did did take the— I I didn't see that. I was like, man, they must be really confident in what they've got schemed out here. And Mm -hmm. then, uh, sure enough, first play, thank you, I'll take that. And, uh, yeah, things went downhill from there. So, Well, for more on this game and a little same-game parlay that we cooked up last night on the Dream Pod— Let's give a listen. So Mark Andrews is Lamar's safety blanket. He goes to him in times of trouble and basically in any big game, and the Bengals are susceptible to tight end. So Mark Andrews over four and a half receptions. And when it comes to that Andrews rationale, uh, Scott, let's start with the receptions. Explain. Yeah, so the Bengals are allowing on average over six receptions per game to tight ends. And Mark Andrews had five the last time he played the Bengals in week two. And if you look at this season, he's had over this number in uh, one, two, three, four out of nine games. All right. So that's interesting. So four out of nine games over this number, you'd say, hey, we're laying – this is pretty much, what, even money or so? at the. But if you look at – you add in the Cincinnati piece to it, meaning they're bad against tight ends, and then, Fez, you got your veto, veto saying over – Andrews. Yes. So we've got, like, really what we're effectively saying is the market is going to be and should be higher than the four and a half. So I like that by itself to start. I don't love it, but I like it. But then there's a correlation. And you came up with this one, which is on Andrews and? Yeah. And will Andrews score a touchdown pass? Anytime. Anytime. Well, it could be a run, but it's passed most likely. Yes. And, you know, makes a lot of sense that um, if you – told me he's going to go under the four and a half. Well, he's probably only going to catch like three passes. Unlikely he's going to get a touchdown. If he goes over four and a half, unlikely he gets exactly five. He's probably going to get six or seven catches. Guess what? If he gets six or seven catches, it becomes much more likely that he does indeed get a touchdown pass. And, And frankly, Scott's got the data. Mark Andrews is a touchdown machine this year, just in general. Okay, so that's the point. There's a couple ways to look at this. One, what edge do we gain from 
if he goes, because if he doesn't go over the catches, none of this matters. The parlay's done. If he goes over, and it, in just that one, where it's now a two-teamer, the win is 100 wins you 310. So it's Andrews, yes, on a touchdown, which is plus 145 by itself, and Andrews over receptions. Now, if this was even money, if it, if it was plus 145 and minus 110 by itself with no correlation, it would pay 367. So we're getting charged $57 for the correlation. We think that's more than fair. Yeah, massive correlation. How correlated is it? Well, like if you told me Mark Andrews is going to go over four and a half, would I be willing to wager, yes, he gets a touchdown at even money? I would say, yes, I would. Mm-hmm. And we're getting 145, but we're getting this slight haircut. But again, we think that it's more than fair. We don't, they, I mean, I don't want to, hey, DraftKings should do what they do, but we don't, we like this one. Now, if we look at the data, not correlated, but will he get a touchdown or not? It also points to it. Yeah, he leads the Ravens with six touchdown receptions. The next closest player is both Nelson Aguilar and Odell Beckham Jr. with only two touchdown receptions. And he's played in less games. He's played in just nine of the Ravens' ten games. And of the nine he played in, how many did he get a touchdown? Four. All right. So four out of nine, I know, plus 145 bet. Again, it doesn't tell the whole story. But now you add in the Bengals are bad against – that applies to this just the same? And one of those touchdowns was against the Bengals. All right. So now we've got those two pieces that's the core of this baby. And that pays, as we said, 310. So that was uh, our core same-game parlay, courtesy of our friends at the DraftKings Sportsbook. We also added more legs to this parlay to come up with a second pillar and a bomb shot. To hear that, go over to R.J. Bell's Dream Preview podcast feed and listen to our entire Thursday night football same-game parlay. I think – so this this didn't happen on that other pod. You're only going to get that exclusive on SOVAM. Last night when we were talking this out, McKenzie pitched one to me in our Teams app and said, Mark Andrews over receptions, mm-hmm. anytime touchdown. Which was the core that we just – That was the right, core. Right. But then you add Ravens money line. Yeah, I like that. And it makes it 525. So let's do that. Let's bump up the 310 to 525. I think that's the move. The, Lamar Jackson in his career is 7 and 1 against the Cincinnati Bengals. Like he he controls this team. I'm and, with it. I'm with it. And I I I mean 3 and a half is a tough number for sure. Like yeah. it's a tough Division game. Yeah, so I don't want to lay that and a lot of the games that Lamar has won have been close. Here's why I love this pick. Because the same base, plus 310 bet, over four and a half Andrews, uh, touchdown Andrews, you can add the over with, which is not really correlated. One player getting a bunch of receptions. The odds pay out plus 525. The exact same payout is if you play the Ravens money line. So if you're asking me, it's a lot more correlated if Mark Andrews has a really good game that the Ravens win yeah. and the game goes over, but we're getting the same odds. I think that's a little bit of a mistake. Well, which, by the way... When you talk about the game going over, yeah, I don't think the game's going over. That's yeah, a, most, that's, most primetime games do not. That's a minus one ten bet. Right. The Ravens money line is exactly. minus one seventy five. It makes no sense yeah, to me. So you're getting the better. Yeah. Odds. Yeah. No, I like this. So way more. Well, let's take our core parlay that you just heard, and you can listen to more of the explanation on R.J. Bell's Dream Preview, where we added a Bengals aspect of this parlay. But let's just do this for SOV. We're going to do Andrews over four and a half catches. Andrews anytime touchdown and Ravens money line. And that's plus 525. Love it. We're going to cash that on the DraftKings Sportsbook. Other news around the NFL. Deshaun Watson in disbelief as his season comes to an end, AJ. Yeah, Deshaun Watson, season-ending surgery. He's got a fracture in his shoulder. He's also got a high ankle sprain, so he's a mess right now physically. Uh, He seemed pretty upset about it yesterday, and I think – 
you know, the Browns have to be pretty upset about it. The Browns were looking like if Deshaun Watson played the way he played last week and you added that to the defense that they have, I mean, this is a Super Bowl contending team. Now they're going to turn to Dorian Thompson-Robinson. Not even P.J. Walker. I I said this on the pod last night. I don't think people realized how bad P.J. Walker has played this year. He has been dreadful. The gap between him and the second lowest graded quarterback per PFF is the same as the gap between the best guy in PFF, Jared Goff, and the 17th best, Justin Fields. It's just disaster for him. You know who would be really good for them? Josh Dobbs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, wait. Yeah, they traded him. Away. Yeah. Well, they could have traded back for him. Yeah. I mean, it would have been kind of the move. But Dorian Thompson-Robinson, I think, getting a full you know week of prep, and he's actually been taking the second team reps since Deshaun Watson's been back. Mm-hmm. So I think he's going to be a lot more prepared. I also think not playing the Baltimore Ravens in your first career start will probably be a nice yeah. boost for him as well. Literally the best defense in the NFL. Yeah, not, not that the Steelers are a bad defense, but they're not the Baltimore Ravens. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. How's your social battery right now, AJ? I know sometimes I get drained, and it could be easy to ignore your social battery and just spread yourself too thin, you know, especially when it comes to social gatherings and maybe just things you're not in the mood for. Well, do you know the right amount of socializing you need to do to keep yourself balanced? Therapy can give you that self-awareness and you can build basically your routine that reflects what you need personally. Everybody's different in this way. That was a big driver for me when I was in therapy. I got a lot out of it and it's so easy here Give BetterHelp a try if you've said, I don't want to go out of my way to do this. It's all online. It's as convenient as can be, and it's suited to you. It's simple. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch at any time for no additional charge. Find your social sweet spot with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Vegas today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Vegas. AJ, It's important to me that the supplements that I take every single day are of the highest quality. And that's why ever since they jumped the board as a sponsor with us, I've been drinking AG1. Because for AG1, quality isn't just a buzzword. AG1's ingredients are heavily researched for efficacy and quality. And I love that every scoop has prebiotics, probiotics, digestive enzymes for my gut support, B vitamins for energy. It's got the magnesium and ashwagandha for stress support, also testosterone support, vitamin C and zinc to support my immune system. I don't get sick anymore. Well, you're welcome for introducing you to AG1. Yeah, but uh, I mean, this stuff is incredible. And so many people have asked me, are you just reading commercials? No, man. AG1 is actually legit. And there's a reason why I drink it every single day. It just makes taking care of my health so much easier in general. So if you want to replace your multivitamin and more, start with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 plus K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first subscription at drinkag1.com slash SOV. That's drinkag1.com slash SOV. Check it out. AJ, last night, the Ohio schools took care of business in Maction as Miami of Ohio wins and covers versus Buffalo, a play that we gave out right here on SOVAM because they clinched their spot in the MAC title game. They did, and this was actually a pretty wild finish. Miami's up 23-10, to 10, which ended up being the final score. Mm-hmm. Buffalo has the ball at their own 20. 
They break what looks like to be an 80-yard touchdown with about two minutes left in the game. Whoa. Disaster, right? Well, the Buffalo receiver sticks the ball out to try to break the plane, gets punched out from behind at about the half-yard line. and They call it a touchdown on the field. The ball spinning around in the back of the end zone doesn't go out of bounds. Buffalo player slides on it, touches it while he's inbounds, but when he brings it to his chest, his leg is out of bounds. They touchback. review it. It's a touchback. Plus or minus eight and a half cashes. Great, wow. great news. Ohio also took care of business 34-20 against Central Michigan. We got one game on the schedule tonight, AJ. ACC action. Boston College at Pitt. Pitt, a field goal favorite. This is a weird line. Pitt being a field goal favorite as poorly as, you, as they've played this year doesn't make a lot of sense. Uh, they're still banged up quarterbacks at Boston College, but it feels like they should be the side here. I'm going to stay away from that altogether and just say it's, it's a hard time getting points in this game. So I like an under in this game more than anything else. All right, there are only two games on today's NBA slate, but of course we're going to have time to talk about them. And for that, we're going to bring in our NBA expert, Mackenzie Rivers. Mackenzie, how are you today? I am doing good. It's it, funny because there were so many games on Wednesday and I didn't like anything, but I really like one play on Thursday, even though there's only two games on the card. That's awesome. Let's uh, let's check our lines from the DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, the Brooklyn Nets catching four at Miami. Total of 217 there. You got a feel for this one? You know, the number one team in the league by ATS is the Brooklyn Nets, and I have no idea how they're doing. It's crazy. Ben Simmons was, like, going to be the starter, going to be a big part of the team. He hasn't been. Now he's hurt. They haven't seemed to lost a beat without him. Cam Thomas has obviously been a revelation. Meanwhile, the Heat, Jimmy Butler's back. The Heat are back. Jimmy Butler's shooting numbers are back. The Heat are winning. Uh, I'm neutral on this game. I got to think the Nets will come back to earth, and the Heat seem like they turned it around. So I guess I lean Heat. And in the nightcap, the Oklahoma City Thunder are catching – Laying three points, pardon me. I'm not used to this no. Golden State plus at home. No, but exactly. the Warriors, like the Warriors, seem not to have the same home court advantage that they've had, and they're going to be shorthanded. Yeah, here. it's funny they've actually been worse at home and better on the road this year. The opposite of what we saw last year. And this is also just not the Warriors team. Like you're surprised at the line. I'm sure a lot of people look at that line, and the Warriors are dogs at home. This just isn't the Warriors you've known over the last decade. Steph Curry not going to be there. Knee injury. Draymond Green not going to be there. Suspension. Clay Thompson, yeah, he'll be there. He's not suspended, but he's been by far his worst year of his career, defensively and offensively. I like the Thunder here a lot. I like the athleticism versus a Warriors team that struggles against it. I like a team that's well-rested, that's moving in the right direction. By the way, second-best team ATS in the league so far, the Thunder. And I'll lay the points. I don't think this game is going to be close. I mean, the Timberwolves, they were in a weird situation with all the suspension, all that drama, all that adrenaline. So they got down, and they had to come back in the second half. But they were far better the net depleted Warriors team. And I think the Thunder, unlike the Wolves, will hit it from the ground running. So I like the Thunder a lot. I would even play an alternative minus seven and a half. I feel oh, like wow. they, they make a statement here for sure. Yeah, you probably get two, 250 on that. I'm going to bet the minus three myself, but I might sprinkle around some other options here. I think this is going to be a statement game for the Thunder. Well, only two games on the schedule for today. Tomorrow, we're going to take up a lot more of your time because guess what happens? In-season tournament is back. It's yes, a sir. Friday, baby. So we'll, the courts uh, are back, baby. We'll have a full slate for you tomorrow. Thanks, McKenzie. Thank you.
Only one game in the top 25 tonight in college basketball, and it's the University of Houston heading to Charleston, South Carolina for the Charleston Classic, where they'll take on Towson. Houston, a 21-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, this is a team that is certainly capable of covering big numbers. They have been suffocating teams on the defensive end, and I, I could see that being the case here again tonight. Uh, so far this season, Houston's results – 84-31, 82-50, and 79-48. Towson a little bit of a step up from those teams, but don't be surprised if Houston holds this Towson team down to in the, into the 50s and covers this number. We got daytime hockey today. The Red Wings and the Senators playing in Avicii Arena in Stockholm, Sweden. Part of the NHL Global Series. Ottawa, a minus 125 favorite. I love how uh, the United States takes over a sport and then says, we should spread this game internationally yeah, yeah. Like, to Sweden, where they've probably never heard of it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Where they have the third best league in the, yeah, in the world, yeah. I think. They're probably doing I think okay. The, yeah, I think the NHL is the best league in the world, professional-wise. I'm not talking about Canadian juniors or whatever. But it would be the NHL, then I'd say in Russia, the KHL is probably the second best league in the world. And then it's a toss-up between the uh, – the Swedish league and and you know there's a lot of good ones. The KBO Korean baseball is pretty the, good too. I mean the Czech league's really good. Um, there's a, the Bundesliga in Germany is really good. That's, That's soccer. soccer. You're no, thinking of soccer? No, it's soccer. That, like, it's yeah. called that in hockey. They also as well. do basketball. Yeah, Bundesliga, yeah, 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 no. yeah. That's pretty good. But the, uh, the the Swedish league is one of the. What best does Bundesliga league. mean? Uh, it means German league. So uh, I get Liga means league. Explain the Bunda. <laughs> German. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, Red Wings uh, at, uh, against the Senators. Ottawa minus 125 favorite in this game played in Stockholm, Sweden. The Vegas Golden Knights are in Montreal to play the Canadiens. Vegas a minus 195 favorite after uh, laying an egg in D.C. in their last game. Devils are at the Penguins. Pittsburgh so hot right now. That handle. So hot, so right, hot now. right now. Pittsburgh minus 145. They've won five straight games. And the Devils without Jack Hughes. Just look like a different team. So uh, Pittsburgh, a minus 145 favorite. Coyotes at the Blue Jackets. Arizona's minus 120. Lightning at the Blackhawks. Tampa, minus 185. Canucks are at the Flames. Calgary's minus 115. Vancouver on the second night of a back-to-back. This team is really, really good and fun to watch. They won 4-3 and come from behind fashion last night against the Islanders in overtime. Vancouver, well, one of the top records in the NHL, 12-3-1, playing a really entertaining brand of hockey. The Islanders, speaking of uh, them, they'll also be the second night of a back-to-back as they are in Seattle to take on the Kraken. Seattle last night, whoa, they played such a great game in Edmonton against the Oilers. They had a 3-1 lead going into the third period. And they allowed the Oilers to come back, tie it with less than a minute left in the game, and Edmonton wins it in overtime. Evander Kane with a hat trick last night. So the Kraken hard luck losers last night. I just don't know if they come out with the effort needed to come up with a win tonight. So that that, that seemed like an all-out effort last night against the Oilers, and they lost that game. Panthers are at the Kings. LA's minus 135, and the Blues are at the Sharks. San Jose minus, uh, excuse me, St. Louis minus 185. We, we've been betting against the Sharks ever since that two-game winning streak, and, and they have lost in, and, and been losing on the puck line in the three games since. I don't know if I have confidence in St. Louis, though, to back it again tonight. We'll have to wait and see. Here's what I do have confidence in. 
Cashing a plus 1,100 ticket, AJ. Let's go. Blake Snell, your National League Cy Young Award winner. No, this was not my preseason bet. Yes, I did give this out at the All-Star break. Blake Snell cashes, wins the National League Cy Young. What was, what was your thinking when you gave it out? How can we learn from your genius? And well, he had that in, cash he had that incredible streak of like scoreless innings. And it was. Start. I was saying all year. Look at the ERA board. It was, That's the favorite. It was start after start after start, and then all of a sudden, it's like the books just didn't catch on for like a, about a maybe another week, and then he made two more starts, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh wait, his odds kept going down and down and down and down, and eventually I, it was like, oh yeah. I'll tell you what's fascinating. Cy Young Award winner. He led the league in walks. How really? often does a guy who th- walks the most batters win the Cy Young Award? Mm-hmm. I mean, his batting average is low. I mean, and it's pretty impressive that his ERA was so great. It means you got great stuff. Yeah, you're putting so many free guys on base. Yeah, it was unbelievable. He had that streak, and and it was – this was – it was July 15th was – no, it was June – it started June 5th or May 31st, even before that. Six innings, no runs. June 5th, six innings, no runs. June 11th. Seven innings, one run. June 17th, six innings, no runs. Then six innings, no runs. And it's like, guys, Blake Snell's winning the Cy Young Award. And then he goes six innings, two runs. Five innings, zero. Six innings, zero. Five innings, zero. Five innings, one. Five, six innings, one. Five innings, one. It's like unbelievable. He had the most incredible two-run stretch that I've seen in a long time. Well-deserving of winning this award. Congratulations, Blake Snell. Congratulations to anybody that cashed on a Blake Snell Cy Young ticket. And Garrett Cole wins the Cy Young for the Yankees in the American League. What else can you win? Well, you can join us at pregame.com and take advantage of some daily best bets and cash on some best bet winners. You can take $15 off at pregame.com. If you use the promo code PICK15, PICK15 gets you $15 to spend at pregame.com. So head on to the website, choose a daily best bet or any other package that you'd like, put it into your cart, and enter the promo code PICK15, save $15 for you, our loyal listeners. Mackenzie Rivers and AJ Hoffman and Steve Fezzik, I'm Scott Sadenberg. We are straight out of Vegas. Hey, yeah.